and it is a big time, big time important day. Uh, there is a card. There should be a card in your seat. Uh, I think I have it somewhere here. It looks like this right here. It says name, address, city, state, zip code, phone number, cell phone, uh, bank account number, social security. No, I'm kidding. I don't have all that on it. Just has name, contact information. Uh, and during the service, I want you to fill that out for me. And at the end of the service, I'll tell you what to do with it. Uh, but today, we are talking about teamwork. We're talking about the team itself. Uh, uh, how many of you? How many of you have ever been on a winning team before? Football, baseball, basketball, whatever. You've been on a winning team before. All right. How many of y'all ever been on a losing team? Yeah, there's more y'all. Amen. Uh, I've been on both. I've been on both sides of the deal. I've been on it when we won every game of the year, and I've been on we won one game of the year. And I trust me, winning's better. Say amen. Uh, no matter what, we're on the winning side. We are on the winning team, amen? But today, I want to I be more specific about that. What does it mean? What does it mean to be on a team? And what does God want out of us? What does God want to do with us on his team? Are y'all with me? Say amen. All right, let's look in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Uh, what we are reading here, uh, Paul is writing a letter to the church in Corinth. And uh, the church has got some issues. They've been squabbling. They've been arguing. They've been fussing and fighting. And most of that comes from immaturity. He says, I, I want to I share with you some things, but you're immature. You've got some immature issues going on. And usually when there's church fights and squabbles, it's because of immaturity. Go ahead. You missed a shot to say amen right there. I've never seen a church split over doctrinal issues. Never. I, I haven't. That probably has, but I've never seen it. But they will split over the color of the carpet. Oh, where, where one person can park and another person, or, or that, you, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying it's immaturity. It's immaturity. Well, this is going on in this church. Uh, some were saying, well, I'm, I'm of Apollos, and some, I'm of Paul. In other words, Paul came and planted the church. He came and started the church. Apollos came in and ministered after him. And some like Paul's preaching better than Apollos' preaching. Are you all with me? And so what began, now there's nothing wrong with liking somebody's preaching and, and, and favoring a style. How many of y'all enjoyed Brother Jonathan at Revival? Man, that turkey's something, isn't he? Amen. I love his style. There's some that, 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 that can preach an hour and it seems like 10 minutes. There's some that can preach 10 minutes and it seems like eternity. Say amen. So I get that part. But when it begins to divide the people, when it, when it causes an issue uh, where we, we, we begin to act like we're not on the same team, then we got a problem. And so that's what was happening and this is what Paul's addressing, all right? Uh, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 4. For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I, in other words, I was led to Christ by Paul, but other people are saying, I was led to Christ by Apollos. He says, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers of whom ye believe. Hey, we're just the messengers. We're not the Messiah. Paul is saying, we're not the Messiah, we're just the messengers. Even as the Lord gave to every man. He says in verse 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are, you know what he's saying? We're on the same team. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own 
labor. Father, thank you for your word. Please speak to our hearts. Speak to us now. Give me the anointing to preach your word in spirit, in power, and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I looked up the word teamwork in Webster's Dictionary, and this is what, this is what Dr. Webster had to say about it. This is what he said teamwork is. The work and activity of a number of persons, more than one, the work or activity of a number of persons who individually contribute toward the efficiency of the whole. Individuals contributing to the efficiency of the whole. That's what teamwork is. And there's three things I want to share with you out of this chapter, all of it's coming out of this chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, about being on the team or teamwork. What does team mean? Number one, if you're writing these down, we see in this chapter, a team represents this, a diversified group. A diversified group. Now, what does diversified mean? It means different. It means different. Are y'all with me? It means different. Uh, uh, there are different people in here. In this building right now, as I'm speaking, there's different people in here. There's big people. There's little people. There's smart people. There's, there's other smart people. Amen. We're just all smart today. Amen. But we're all different. Everybody in here is different. There's nobody the same in here. In every church, it takes different people and diversity to make a team. For instance, for instance, according to this word, Paul said, I planted and Apollos watered. They had two different skills. And according to Ephesians chapter number four, every single person in this room was gifted by God to contribute to the team. Are y'all with me? Now, everybody has a different skill set. Everybody has something different that they bring to the table. Everybody has a different gift that they bring to contribute to the efficiency of the whole. Everybody can preach. Everybody can't teach. Everybody can't sing. Let me say that again. Everybody can't sing. That's why God put in the word, make a joyful noise. Amen. Do the best you can. Everybody don't have the same skill set. Now, we have different, different or diversity, I guess you want to use the word, diversity in ability, but we have diversity in assignments. Now, this is the critical one. This is the one you got to understand. Everybody has a different assignment according to their ability. Isn't that making sense? Everybody has a different assignment according to their ability. And as much as it pains me to quote Nick Saban, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Amen. Uh it's very difficult for somebody with orange and blue running. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Come on. I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. Was that you, Andrew? Oh, man. Lord have mercy. Security? Security. Can I? Hey, as a Gator fan, I just got to tell you, it pains me to have to do this. But you got to admit that he, Saban's probably the best, if not one of the best coaches in all of college football. I had to, that's enough of that, that's enough of that, amen. I had the opportunity to go hear him speak in, in uh, Birmingham, and it blew my mind in, in, in how he expressed, and you, not, only, not only in that particular conference, but I've seen him do it in, in press conferences, I've seen him do it during the games, after the games, talking about everybody's assignment, everybody's assignment. 
The secret to the success of the team is the fulfillment of each individual assignment. In other words, he wanted everybody to know everybody's got their own skill set, but everybody's got their own assignment too. In other words, you, you, don't, see, you don't see a 350-pound lineman going out for a pass unless you're Florida last night on fourth down <laughs> when you should have kicked the ball. <laughs> And the center hikes the ball and goes out for a pass. This proves they don't do that. Say amen. I'm just kidding. It was, it was almost it was almost a miracle play. 350 pounds, vertically impaired. Are y'all with me? Ball right in his hands, drops the ball. That's why linemen block. Say amen. Everybody's have a different skill set. Running backs. Listen, uh, linemen. Then you have wide receivers. Everybody's skilled differently because they have a different, say it, assignment. Assignment. You say, why are you saying all of this? Because everybody in this room, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you want to accept it or not, you have an assignment. You have a skill set that nobody else in this building has, and God did not give it to you to play with a toy. God gave it to you to use for the betterment of the body of Christ. Are y'all with me? And everybody's important. Everybody is not a 10 in everything, but everybody is a 10 in some things. Now, now, most people, when they come to the body, when they come to church and they, and, and, and they come to a service, how many of y'all was at Revival this week? Raise your hand. Re real high, real high. You was at Revival. How many of y'all enjoyed that? Was anybody here Tuesday night? You was here Tuesday night of the Revival? Do you know what they told me? There were 60 babies in the nursery. Did y'all hear what I said? Is this working? 60 babies. Wow. Babies. Are y'all hearing me? Can you imagine if all 60 of them babies would have been in that auditorium during that worship service? The biggest baby in the room would have been the preacher on the front row. Say amen. Can you imagine how difficult that would have been with all the crying and the fussing and the whining? and all? Well, that's most churches. Amen. That's, uh, are y'all with me? You don't think they're important until they're not there. Have you ever, have you ever after, after a frustrating game, after a frustrating game at halftime, they always interview? That's my favorite part. And 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 I, I can't tell you how many times, how many times Nick Saban's been interviewed, and this is what he said. What do you think the problem is? Too many missed assignments. Wow. Too many missed assignments. What if, what if, y'all, y'all, y'all stay with me. What if everybody was in the parking lot, they did their thing. They welcomed you this morning, and they did, they always do. They had a smile on their face. They waved you in, helped you get parked. And, and, and what if it had been raining, which it usually is, and, and they're out there, they got their umbrellas, and they walk you from the car up to the front. Isn't that great? Say amen. 
sacrificial, they're fulfilling, fulfilling their assignment. And then you have the greeters out there that's welcoming you, open the door, smiling face, welcome to the temple. Uh, 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 all the hospitality people, the people in the coffee area, the VIP area, all, everybody doing their thing. Ushers doing their thing, the singing doing their thing, the choir, and Brother Jalen, everything's great. And at the end of the chorus, I don't know if y'all ever noticed this, but Brother Jalen gives me a sign, he does his little finger that way. That means it's your turn, amen? Now, what if he had done that and nothing happened? What if I'd have stayed home today? And it's time for preaching. We've had the opening song. We've had the video announcement. We had everything happen except just one person missed their assignment, and that was me. You know what? Y'all wouldn't leave here saying, what a great song service. (laughs) Y'all wouldn't leave here and say, was them ushers not on the ball today? You wouldn't leave here and say, man, I tell you what, now I have seen seen some parking in my day, but today topped it all today. Y'all would leave here and say, where in the world was that preacher at? Because one person missed his assignment. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know I know. if I miss it, it's going to be big because all y'all see me. But there are so many things that go on behind the scenes that you have no clue about. If they missed their assignment. Now, here's the thing. Well, I'm not, I'm not all about that. But watch what happens when God looks down upon this place and sees you not in your assignment. He's saying, what's up? We all have an assignment. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to believe it or not. And, and here's, I know what some of you are thinking. I know what some of you are thinking. Because I had a guy tell me one time. I did. I had a guy tell me one time. You keep talking about these small groups and you keep talking about serving and all that. Why can't you just preach the Bible? I wanted to choke him down in the floor. What do you think is in the Bible? You see, if, if you get tired of this kind of stuff, you're in the wrong place. The only people that get tired of this kind of stuff are those not doing anything. And they don't want to feel guilty. They don't want to feel guilty. So preach about love and care and mercy. and all, Because that puts a guilt trip on me. If you talk about service and I'm not really serving and I, I don't want to feel guilty. I just want to feel better. You're in the wrong place. Because it is my responsibility to develop fully functioning followers of Christ. And you cannot be a follower of Christ unless you are serving Church, say amen. amen. Now, some of you are mad right now. I'm psychic. <laughs> I feel a vibe. Now, before you get mad, all joking aside, wait till you hear the last thing I say before you make up your mind whether you're going to serve or not. The very last thing I say, wait till you hear it and let that determine whether or not you decide to serve God. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, what that means is you don't know what the very last thing I'm going to say, so you got to pay attention to it all. Amen? Now, watch. Watch. Here's the second thing. We not only have a diversified group, different skill sets, different abilities, uh, different assignments. We all have a different assignment. Number two, there is, there is, write this down, there is a definitive goal. Say that with me. There is a, watch this. What is this right here? 
It's a, a goal post. Now, what is the goal? To get the ball. This is what Florida hasn't figured out yet. Say amen. All right. At the, at the end of the field, at the end of the football field, on either end, there's a white line about this wide right here. It goes all the way from one end of the field all the way to the other. What's that line called? Say it again. Goal line. Do you know what Vince Lombardi would do every year? Every year with rookies, with, with veterans, everybody on the team. He'd get the whole team together at the very beginning of the year training camp. He would hold up a football. A football. He would say, gentlemen, this is a football. Now, that's not, that's not funny to nobody. I think that's hilarious. Amen. These guys have been playing football since they were born, played their whole life, and he's saying what that is. This is a football. Now, offense, it is your job to get this ball across this line. Defense, it is your job to get this ball or keep this ball from going across this line. Are there any questions? See, we've made the goal way too complicated. He was simplifying things. He was getting it bound, listen, right down to the bare essentials. He was getting it down to the fundamentals. It's not how good you look while you're running. It's not how good you can juke and jive. It's not how far you can throw the ball. It's not how fast you can run. Is it can you get the ball across this line? Hey, isn't it a frustrating thing? Isn't it a frustrating thing to be able to run the ball down their throat? You're on one end, you're starting on your 10 or your 20, and you're running the ball. I mean, you're passing the ball, and you're moving the ball, and you're going and going and going, and you're right down there, and you get on the goal line and go four and out. Don't ask me how I know that. Say amen. Frustrating. Because it really doesn't matter how good you can move the ball down the field if you can't get it across the goal line. Because if you can't get it across the goal line, you still have a big fat. You know what's wrong in most churches today? They don't know what the goal is. Everybody has their own agenda. Everybody has their own idea about what church is supposed to be. The running back's over here wanting to show off his running skills. The quarterback's over here wanting to show off his arm. Listen, the, 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 the wide receivers want to show off their, 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 their ability to run the routes and all this. And everybody's got their own agenda, but they've forgotten the real goal is getting it across the line. Now, here's the deal. We, we know by this chapter what our goal is. We don't have to sit down and have a conference to know what the goal is. The Bible says... Paul said, I, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the, what's that word? Increase. What is our goal as a church? What is our goal as the body of Christ? Our goal is the betterment and the increase and the growth of the kingdom. Our goal is the growth of the kingdom. It is our responsibility to bring in as many people as we can, to teach them about who God is, to make sure they make it to heaven and they miss hell. We are to reach sinners every day of our life. We are to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are to spread the good news for the growth of the kingdom. Somebody say amen. Somebody said, somebody said that we're too big. Temple Baptist Church is too big. Too big. I asked a question. I said, why are we too big? They said, well, you can't take care of everybody. I said, it's not my job to take care of everybody. 
It is my job to lead and to feed. It is our responsibility as church members, the Bible says, to care one for another, to bear one another's burdens, to prefer one another, to forgive one another, to care one for another. I need a witness. The American church is handicapped today because church members think they pay a man to come in to wipe everybody's nose, to visit everybody, to take care of everybody, and he is limited to his own time and his ability. And any time the church outgrows his time and ability, it will start falling down. And it's made them lazy. It's made them to sit back and let everybody else do their job. I'm telling you, that's the problem in the American church today. Hey. The coach don't throw the pass. The coach don't run the ball. The coach, listen, we have our own assignment, and if we are fulfilling our assignment, it doesn't matter how big we get. When's big enough? That's a great question, too. And y'all know I answered it. When is it big enough? When every sinner saved. Until every sinner comes to know Jesus, until every person who doesn't know Jesus in this community and in this city, until the 80,000 people that are in our surrounding county and community, until they know who Jesus is, we've got to keep going. We've got to keep preaching. We've got to keep growing. We've got to keep reaching. Why? The goal is the growth of the kingdom. And listen, we can't quit. Well, you're never going to reach everybody. We're going to try. Till Jesus comes, we're going to try. Why? Because the Bible gave us our goal, and that's the growth of the kingdom. Not only the growth of the kingdom, but the glory of the king. Watch what this says. This is great, man. This is all good. Watch what it says in verse 8. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. We're on the same. Come on, everybody. We're on the same. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now watch what verse 7 says. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. In other words, it's not how good he planted and it's not how good he watered. It's God that gave the increase. Everything we do at Temple Baptist Church should be for the glory of God. For the glory of God. If you come up here, if you come up here uh, 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 to sing because you're a good singer and you want people to think you're a good singer, you might as well stay in your seat. If you come up here to teach or to preach or any other thing to show off your skills, your speaking skills, you need to sit in your chair and keep your mouth shut. Because everything that's done in this place should be to the glory of God. What does that mean? Let's, don't, let's, let's break that down. Let's don't try to sound too spiritual with that. It, it, here's, here's the basic premise of to the glory of God. Does it make God look good? Is what you're doing making you look good or making God look good? I just preached right there. Sometimes I think we need to check our motives. And I said our. I've, I've gone to say something. I, I have. I've gone, to, I've gone to type something on Facebook, and God says, really? Who's that going to make good? Who's that going to make look good, you or me? 
You wonder why churches are splitting all the time? Because they care who gets the glory. And it ain't the Lord. They don't care whether they hold the trophy up at the end of the game. They just want everybody to see how good they can run. Or how good they can throw. Or how good they can kick. Y'all with me? Number three. Not only do we have a definitive goal. Not only do we have a diversified group, but I like this one. There's a determined glory. There is a determined glory. Hey, there is going to be an award ceremony, ladies and gentlemen. There is going to be a trophy presentation. If it wasn't for that, listen, can you imagine, can you imagine at the end of college football if there was no national championship? We just play games at the end, we shake everybody's hand, good job this year. What if there was no Super Bowl? What if there was no World Series? We just play, and at the end, good effort this year. There was no crown. There was no reward. They wouldn't be killing themselves to make it happen. Watch what the Bible says. I love this. I'm getting close to the end, guys. Don't lose me. Don't lose me. Now, he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. You see, Jesus is coming back, y'all. I don't know if y'all got the memo or not. But he's coming back. And when he comes, he's bringing his reward with him. Now watch, this is how this is going to work. Write these two things down and shut your notes and listen for, to me just, just a minute. When it comes to that glory that's coming, that award that's coming, it's going to be individually reviewed. You, you didn't know there was instant replay in heaven, did you? Every play, every down, every snap will be reviewed. It will be individually reviewed. Then this award will be individually received. Now write that down and look at me. And, and, and pinch your neighbor, make sure they're awake. All right, and, and look at me. Put, put your nose down, I, and I need your undivided attention. I've only got like three minutes. i got to share this with you. There's a, difference, there's a difference between the award ceremony at the national championship and the award ceremony in heaven. What is going to be the difference, preacher? Here's the difference. At the, the, national, the national championship ceremony, have you all ever watched it? Duh. You've gotten used to it, ain't you? All right. The whole team is on the platform holding up the one trophy. You see, at the end of the game, everybody, everybody is being awarded for what the team accomplished. But that's not the way it's going to be in heaven. That's not the way it's going to be in heaven. It says every man, individual, singular, every man, your labor, what you did for Jesus is going to be reviewed and judged and tried by fire because God cares about what you do as much as he cares about what you do. Y'all with me? 
And what you do for him will determine the reward you get. Now watch. This is, it's it's kind of like this. What if on that podium they put the screen up and say, okay, quarterback, position of quarterback. Let's look at your what you did. Well, let's look at what you did this game. And then what you got was determined by what was on that screen. Not what the team did, but what the individual did. Imagine that. The one good thing about the receiver uh, that trips and falls or the quarterback that throws the interception, if the other guys do good, you still get a trophy. But it won't be that way in heaven. You won't be able to say, look what we did at Temple if you didn't do anything. You're not going to be able to stand before God and say, look what we accomplished at Temple. God's not going to do that. God's not looking at Temple. He's looking at Temple. Let me illustrate it. My dad's country is cornbread. Y'all know him. Say amen. And, 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 and he, he was pastoring a little church in, in Florida. And every time they tried to do something, there was one individual that gave him grief every time. There's always one. Are y'all with me right there? Always one to withstand him. Always one to put up a fight. Always one to, 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 to try to uh, hinder the, the move of God and everything. Well, they were trying to build a, 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 a fellowship hall. And, and they were trying to get things going. This guy was always voting against it or always trying to, you know, just trying to give grief all the time. Well, they finally got through all that, and they got the building up, and they were so excited about it. And they had a special day. I think it was old-fashioned day. And, uh, and, and they had a visiting preacher, a guy that used to pastor there. And this guy that caused all the grief, tried to hold everything up, gave all the resistance in the world, he was walking the, that preacher that used to be there back. He said, look, at, look what we did. My dad said, I wanted to choke him down in the ground. You know, a deacon could get away with that, but a preacher can't. Say amen. Didn't do anything but gripe. Didn't do anything but complain. Didn't do anything but whine about everything. But when the feat was accomplished, he took the credit. Well, guess what? That ain't going to fly in heaven. You see, you're going to stand before God, not for what the church accomplishes, but for what you contribute in your assignment. It's going to be like this. I'm going to use you, Johnny. Johnny, okay, I gave you this assignment. I gave you this assignment to accomplish while you were on earth. Now let's review how you accomplished your assignment. Let's 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 review, let's 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 judge how you fulfilled your assignment. And in according to what you did, according to how you fulfilled your assignment, that's how you will be awarded. Well, what's the big deal, preacher? The big deal is this. Some of y'all think, and here's what you're thinking. You remember how psychic? Mm. You are of the opinion, well, I don't care about getting rewards as long as I make it to heaven. You know, that's talked about in this chapter. The Bible says they shall get in so as by fire. In other words, they're not going to get any rewards. They're going to get into heaven and their britches are going to be smoking. They're so close to hell. But they get in. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. I'm telling you, I know what you're thinking. That's good enough for me. As long as I make it. 
I don't care if I get a reward or not. The only problem with that, the only problem with that, you remember that, that last thing I said I was going to say? This is it. The only problem with that logic and that thinking is this. After we receive our rewards for everything we've done for Jesus while we were here on this earth, everything we did to fulfill our assignment and our purpose in the local church, after we receive the rewards and the crowns for what we've done, according to Revelation chapter number 4, we're going to take them and we're going to place it at the foot of the throne. And we're going to give back to God in appreciation for what he's given to us. Now, I don't know if any of y'all have ever been poor before. But I've been there, lived there, and am now. But I've been that, that kid at the party who couldn't even hardly afford a card. And watched all the other kids give these cool gifts. And these expensive gifts that we couldn't afford. And watch the person being honored just go Google-eyed over all these gifts. And I had nothing to bring. Now, as a kid, we, we understand as an adult, it's the thought that counts. But what are you going to do when you stand before the Lord and he shows you the wounds in his hand? And says, this is what I did for you. What did you do for me? And if you stand there with no crowns to offer because, and here's the thing. It's not about how much money you get. This is the cool part. The only thing it takes to receive those awards is work, labor, involvement. Say that with me. Involvement. It don't, it don't matter how much money you make in this life. You're not going to stand before him. He's going to say, all right, let's check your portfolio. The only thing he's going to check when you stand before him is what you did for him. Now, do you feel the same way? See, you think, you think in your mind that I'm up here trying to push and promote and get you involved because I need more help in this church. But the truth of the matter is, I want you to stand before God one day with something to offer. Because I'm your shepherd. I'm your pastor. I'm your leader. I don't want anybody to stand before God who I am responsible for with nothing in their hand. And all God's people said, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, help us. In Jesus' name, Lord, help us to understand the importance of being involved in fulfilling our assignment. Father, I pray that you'll move on this place. Lord, we have, we have many people in here that are working, are serving, are involved, but there's many, many that's not. There's many that's not. Lord, let them see how important it is for them to fulfill their assignment. Let them see how important it is to trust Christ right now and fulfill their assignment. Lord, I love you today, and I thank you for your mercy and your grace. I pray that you'll move on us, Lord. We're not going to drag anything out. But, Lord, if there's somebody that needs to be saved, we're going to have people at this altar 
fulfilling their assignment as prayer warriors to be able to pray with them. If there's somebody who needs to join up, they want to be a part of Temple right now, I want them to come. This is the time to join. Lord, if there's somebody here that's discouraged, they just need encouragement, I pray that they'll come as we sing this verse. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Everyone stand. This is the invitation. If God is speaking to your heart, I want you to come. I want you to come. Say, preacher, I need to be saved. Well, we'll pray with you. We'll be glad to pray with you. Maybe you need to join up. Be glad to help you with that too. Won't you sing? Sing it with us. Amen. Everybody. Will you? Have you surrendered? Are you fulfilling your assignment today? Oh, God wants you to be a part of the team. He wants you to be a part of what's happening. Won't you come? Amen. One more verse. One more verse. If you need to come, this is your verse. Jesus is in this place. He's in this house. Everything committed to Him. Won't you go? tithes and our offerings. This is where we give back to God. As God has been good to us. How many of y'all God's been good to you today? Amen. He's prepared us a home. He's given us salvation. He's given us love and mercy and His provision. God's a good God. Amen. We're going to pray and thank Him for it. Let's give from our hearts. Let's give in obedience to Him and what He's called us to do. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for love and tenderness and kindness and mercy. Thank you for the ability to give, Lord. I pray that you'll bless the gift as well as the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right.
glad we have Connie Jackson coming this morning, joining up with Temple Baptist Church. Isn't that great? Amen. And then Dennis Springer's coming this morning, joining up too. Amen. Let's give God praise and glory. Amen. You got one more here? 